0: That's why we're here. That's why we're here to celebrate it and to talk about so Him. Because it's the greatest thing in the Christian calendar. The death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the ascension of Jesus. All of them have a role in our salvation. All of them. All of them. The death has its place. The burial has its place. The Resurrection has its place. The Ascension has its place. All of it. Everything that happened to him has a role it plays in your salvation. All of it. So today we're focusing on Christ on the cross. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the privilege we have to celebrate today one of the most important days in the calendar of Christendom we trust you to speak to us about it and help us to understand it. In Jesus' name we pray. So I want to talk about five things we should know about the cross. And they have, you know, substitute, peace, healed, righteous, or accepted, and freedom. Just five things. Substitute, peace, healed, righteous, and freedom. And our text is Galatians 6.14. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus. I pray that that will be your portion too. It's said, Because of that cross, not because of anything else, not because of your effort and human effort, whatever you do, because of that cross only, my interest in the world has been crucified because of that cross. And the worst interest in me has also died because of that cross, because of what happened today. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. So as we said it's important for every Christian, very, very important, that you understand all the range of your benefits because of the cross, because of the burial of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, and the ascension to sit as your great high priest. It's very, very important. If you don't, you will live short of those benefits. I'm telling you you will live short, and any part of it that you are not functioning in, the devil will sneak in there. Because he knows you don't know it. You must have a clear understanding of salvation. It's important, why? It's for your own benefit. Because it's your own salvation. So, Galatia 4 from verse 1 says, think of it this way, if a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, Those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had. If we don't grow mature to be able to identify what belongs to us, the Bible says we're like children, even though everything belongs to us, but if we're not able to identify them and deploy them to our own advantage, say we're like children. In 1 Corinthians 3, again from verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I feed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. They say, babies don't receive things easily. They don't. Because so they don't know the value of what you are giving them. So, you are not able to uh, receive it. Okay, verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Now, he's talking to the whole church. You are still not able, for you are still kind. Of, you are babies. For where there are envy, strife, division among you, you are not, are you not colour and behave like mere men. You will live a life of a mere human being. Just it. And Peter, was talking about Christians whose faith don't grow. Their faith is dormant. Their faith does not produce things. They said, they have forgotten their saved. They have forgotten their salvation. In 2 Peter 1.8, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more your faith grows, that you, you, you yourself, exercise the faith, not going to a people, you yourself, begin to exercise the faith. The more you do that, the more, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more you grow your faith in practical terms. Verse 9. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted and blind. That's why they are easily deceived. Because they are blind. Short-sighted and blind. Forgetting they have been cleansed from their old sins. They have forgotten it. Don't even remember their salvation, the benefits of it, they are not operating out of it. They are not operating out of it. Verse 10, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall. You'll be strong, rooted in faith. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it's in our own interest to really develop our faith based on the benefits of the cross. The Bible calls this great salvation. It how can we escape if we neglect this great salvation? And the Holy Spirit mission is to come and reveal Christ to us. So Jesus said, nobody knows the Father, except the Father. And he said to Peter, "Flesh and blood can't reveal me to you. Jesus is a mystery. A mystery. A very great mystery. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal Christ to you. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal this Bible you read to you. Only him. So he came to talk about Jesus. If you are if you, if talking about all these things, people talk about this you're on your own. He didn't come to give you methods and stuff. He came to talk about Jesus. That's why Paul said, I just want to know one thing. Christ and him, what? Crucified. That's it. So in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Verse 2. God promised this good news long ago through his prophet, his prophet, In the Holy Scriptures, verse 3, the good news is about his son, Jesus. That's what it's all about. The Scriptures say all that matters is Jesus Christ. The good news is about his son, Jesus. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, verse 4. And he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus, our Lord, repeating it again. Look at Paul's commission in verse 5. Through Christ, through Christ, through Christ. Remember that the scripture says there is nothing God created that wasn't created by him. Nothing. Nothing happens outside of Jesus. Right from beginning to know, that there's nothing that was created, was not, that was not created by him, and through him, and for him. Everything. In the wilderness, we saw him. They said that rock for Jesus. So here we see what Paul is saying, verse 5. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles. What are we supposed to do? To tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them. That's our mission. What God has done for them so that they will believe. Obey him, bringing glory to his name. Paul said, that's my mission. Glory to his name. And, so, and you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. I am writing all of, all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be his own holy people. So that's, I was called to go and show you all the benefits you have in Christ. So that's what I was caught The Bible calls it the riches of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2.12, now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us. That's why the Holy, that's what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. The things that Jesus died for, for celebrating his death. If you don't know those things, Good Friday will mean nothing to you. It's good because of those things. And it's those things that the Holy, Holy Spirit came to actually perform in our lives. Paid for. We now to perform them. To bring it into reality. In our lives. Through revealing them to us and we believe them and they work for. us. So we want to focus on these five aspects. Very simple. Number one is that Jesus died as my substitute and your substitute. God laid all our sins on him. All of it. Second Corinthians 5.21. For he had made him to be seen. We were seen. God made him to be seen. He took our place. God made him to be seen. Who knew no sin? For he had made him to be sin for us, for us, for us, for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We swap places with him. In Isaiah 53, 5, but he was being punished for what we did. That's why he was on that cross. Punished for what I did and what you did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved, and this brought us peace. Everything that they did to him was supposed to be us. We were healed because of his pain. We had all wandered away like sheep. Just in case you think you are just so good. The Bible says all of us have wandered away like sheep. We had gone our own way, and yet the Lord Put all our guilt on him. So when God sees you, he doesn't see any guilt because he already put it on who? You are not talking to me, On Jesus. And God remembers the day he did it. You may not remember, but he remembers. Because God doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. Verse 8, Isaiah 53, verse 8, he was taken away by force and judged unfairly. The people of his time did not even notice that he was killed, but he was put to death for the sins of his people. You can count how many times the Holy Spirit is saying, I came to show you what he did. Put your guilt on him. He died for the sins of his people. So if he died for my sin and God put his guilt on me, on him, what happens to me? What's that? You're not sure? I'm free. So God counts me righteous. Yeah? So why should you do that? You go and listen to yesterday's Bible study, you'll know why. How many of you have listened to that? Did it explain anything to you? You will see right there. 1 Peter 2, 24, he personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He personally bore my sins so you don't bear them. That's a substitute. It's a substitute. Number two thing I want to talk about is peace. You know, there's peace with God, and peace also means tranquility, peace of mind. Peace means wholeness, too. So there is peace with God. He brought us peace with God. Romans 5, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If the problem was sin and God made him to be sin and put our guilt on him, God has nothing against us. We are now at peace with God. That's why the word intercession is not properly used. A Christian should intercede for hiddens. They don't have peace with God. But not somebody who has peace with God. If you want to pray for a Christian, you're not interceding for him. You are praying prayer of what? Supplication. heartfelt prayer for a fellow Christian. It's not, he's at peace with God. You you, you don't intercede. You can't come and and my daughter now, you call her, you say, let let me intercede between you and your dad. He will say, when did we quarrel? (laughs) What what, what are you talking about? I, I, I didn't quarrel with him now. He said, but I want him to see." He said, no, my brother. Ah, I said, we didn't quarrel. <laughs> you know, she can say, it's my daddy. We didn't, we didn't see trouble. Why are you interceding? But he said, okay, let me pray for you and your daddy with all my heart and supplication. He said, yeah, let's go. Come on, let's go. The, the Bible was have been so misrepresented. And let me tell you why. It's a tragedy. That the body of Christ has been laid by people who are sense men. They use senses for a long time. That's why churches in Europe are gone, finished. They are all tourist attractions. You can't go there and see anybody on Sunday worshiping Jesus. That's the reason. They brought theology and God left them. Think of Methodist Church. If you read about Methodist Church and how these people were winning souls, go and see Methodist today. Think of salvation. Act. Go and read their history. When men were preaching from the Bible, when men were preaching from where? The Bible. And letting the Holy Spirit talk. When I preached on... Living World Conference, Romans chapter 8 verse 2, they used to call it the Prince of Revelation. mean, the church dwelt on that scripture, chewed it, ate it up. It wasn't known in the church of 100 years ago, 200 years ago, their method of healing was they were praying for each other getting healed. Read their history. Read it up. You know why I mean, my, my fasting became known? It was truly an epidemic. These women went out praying for everybody. They were getting healed, everyone. So people took notice of it and said, who are these people praying for people getting healed? That's an opportunity they were using. Since men became bishops, became whatever they were. Being, men of the senses. They started using their senses to say what God didn't say. So we're talking about peace with God. Romans 5, therefore, being justified by faith, we'll have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is our peace. He brought peace. He took away sin, so there's no more quarrel. That's why the scripture says, can you go and tell them that I have forgiven their sins, please? Jesus said we we should preach forgiveness of sin. And I challenge us to show me a church where they preach forgiveness of sin. Show me one. I want to know. But that's what the Lord said we should preach. And that's what Paul said. He said, through him, we preach forgiveness of sin. That through him, we have been forgiven for the things which we couldn't be forgiven through the law. Your sins are forgiven because he, he took your place. He took your place. He was your substitute. You may not know it, but he did it for you. And say, the Bible says, please. Tell them that God is asking them to come. He's no more imputing sins on them because he took their sin and put it on his son. They should come. We don't preach it. We do not. Because our foundation was based on works. Confess your sin. And then you think because you confessed it, you are saved. You are not saved because you did anything. It's not by works. It's because he took your sin and put it on who? On his son. On his son. You can't do anything else about it. Since men, a lot of people have faulty foundations. It, it teaches so hard for them to come up with these terms. Because it was all walks, 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 works. Took our guilt, put it on him, took our sin. But not half of it, all of it. He said, go and tell them. He said, plead with them to come. That God has nothing against them anymore. Can they please come? We said, no, no, no. "Ah, How can they come? No, no, no. (laughs) 1 John 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not if any man sins we still have an advocate with the Father. What is an advocate? If you have an advocate, what does he do? He, your lawyer goes to court on your, to plead your case so that you are not guilty. The Bible says in heaven we have a lawyer. We have an advocate. On my behalf. Because God knows we are not perfect because we still have, we still have to deal with Paul won the church. He said, your flesh will let you do what you want. He said, we'll be fighting your spirit. We'll have an advocate. Can I hear amen? I said, we'll have what? An advocate. You know, I had a personal experience with God. Something I did. And I was, I was at the sink. I, think I was doing something. Didn't even remember this thing. What I had is... a I was singing a song. I wasn't aware I was singing. It's this song that, Ole, be, ole song. I was singing it. I didn't even know I was singing it. So the thing was coming louder, louder, louder. I said, oh, 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 oh. And then the, Lord, the thing came, and I said, where is this question coming from? That thing came to my mind straight away. Immediately, I said, Lord, I'm sorry. That song died. It started. Immediately. It started. I said, Lord, oh, I'm sorry about. It. Immediately, pop. I said to the Lord, that was quick. He said, I keep my word. I say, if you confess your sin, I'm faithful and just. I will what? He said, I don't drag it. I don't because my son paid the price for you. I don't drag it. I don't drag whether whether you have fully whether you have fully repented whether and I don't put you on probation. So I'm watching you. What's he doing tomorrow? I know you're tomorrow. I know again. He said, "I keep my word. I don't lie. If I tell you I will forgive you, I will do it." I mean, it was a personal thing that I, the thing shook me because it's like I felt it. The way that song stopped was boom. Just like that, I said, "Wow, this fast!" The Lord said, "I keep my word." I remember he is your advocate. The blood is speaking for you. And I will not ignore that blood. Never. He said, I am not, unf- I said, I'm not unjust. He said, I'm not unjust. That I will come and smite my son for you. Put your sin on him and turn around and refuse to forgive you. He said, I'm not unjust. Because that would be unjust on my son. And unjust on you too. He said, I'm not unjust. I am righteous. Because I, my son who did nothing, I did all this to him so that you'll be free. How can I not let you go free? Are you following me? Are you staying here? Am I talking Bible? If any man sin, we have an advocate. Verse 2, 1 John 2, verse 2. And he is the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is the atoning sacrifice. He is always the atoning sacrifice. Always. Forever. The atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not for us, our ass only, but also for the sins of the whole world. It's not only us. It's a tragedy that people will go to hell because they don't know their sins have been atoned for and because we didn't tell them. Hebrews seven twenty-four Talking about peace with God now. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. 25. Therefore, he's able. What is he able to do once and forever? to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Why? Because when you sin, sin comes between you and God, and because of the intercessory ministry of Christ, the blood, that blood is active. It says the blood speaks. That's intercession. It says that blood speaks. Remember the blood of Abel was asking for what? Vengeance. That is human being. But the blood of God, who is love, is talking forgiveness. That is God. And then in our mind, we find it difficult to understand it. Because <laughs> we want God to come and punish me. <laughs> He's not a man. The love of God passes human what? Understand. I can't figure it out. So he gave us peace. And then this peace, like I said, is also rest from our labor. Rest from our labor. Rest from our labor so that we can enjoy his labor. Matthew 11:28. 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavily what? Lady. What did he say I'll do? I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. Stop laboring. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. What's his yoke? Only believe. That's so, all. Because he's the one doing the labor. In the New Testament, he's the one doing the labor. On the cross, he's the one. All you need to do is to believe what he did for you. The, the, the labor of life. I'm not supposed to carry it. You know, somebody said, Pastor, you don't go on vacation. I said, I'm always on vacation. He said, say, I don't love. It. He said, let's ask her. He said, my husband, every time you put your head down, you sleep off. I said, because I don't have labor. <laughs> I don't lie down cracking my head. I can sleep. Coffee, I drink your coffee. I sit down and sleep. You paid for the coffee. I sleep. It's a long time. I learned this thing when I was a young Christian. <laughs> if I tell you my story growing up, I did stuff. Remember my wife was talking about when we won't have anything. I was said write the list of what you want. She will write it. I will press it on the wall. I said, God, this is what you said. You supply all our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I expect these things to be supplied because you don't lie. Ask her how many times. By evening, I have everything. One day we didn't have food. I told. I said, "Put the put the plate." <laughs> they said, "The seed of the righteous does not bake bread." Put the plate. She was looking at me like I lost. I said, "Set the table." He said, "I said, set the table." Put the chair. She put it. I went in. I said, "Lord, I worship. I've never seen the righteous for a second nor his sweet, seed bake bread." I give you praise. My needs are made. You are a good father. Thank you, Lord is alive. Somebody knocked on the door. <laughs> Bag of rice. <laughs> Two bars of you. Eggs. Everything. And I came out. It's a miracle. One time my children came to me for Christmas. I said, hey, you have God now. So make a list. Go and pray. I said, when you pray, Tell him exactly what you want. They said, that the one fridge. I said, you pray for free. Tell him the color. Tell him the size. You people pray. Don't come to me. So they did it. Do you know all of them came one by one? And we brought the list and we say, see the fridge? Is it not this color? Is it this one? Is it not this one? They said, that yes, yeah, Because it's real. It is true. He answers prayer. Praise the Lord. Tranquility. John 14 21. Peace I live with you. Tranquility. No, no, it's no state of anxiety because he's sufficient for you. He's sufficient for you. Nothing will stagger you. Nothing. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives it. I give unto you. Let not your heart be what? Troubled. Neither let it be afraid. That's, that's another aspect of this peace that Jesus died for you to have. Tranquility. Tranquility of heart. What staggers people won't stagger you. You say, why? I know in whom one day when we were walking here, I was, big, I was in the big, I said, pastor will have all our contractors came to collect their money. I said, pay them. I said, pastor, we don't have enough. I said, how much do you have between me? I said, okay, fine. Whoever comes first, give him. Tell the rest to come on Monday. I said, I'm going. I said, this is not my house. I live in Charles Street. This is house of God. I'm not going to carry his body. Pay them Monday. The owner will pay the rest. I'm going. I said, Obeka, and you leave. Immediately I leave, you leave. I left. So the first person came, he paid. And we all left. And I didn't pray. The things I don't pray about. It's God's responsibility. What's my problem? It's his house, it's his church. He said, I'm the one building my. Where did he assign me to build it? That's what people did in the wilderness, disciples of Jesus they say, hey, why do we get bread? <laughs> they look at them. Say, look, Jesus was looking at this. Get bread. Can you feed? Them? I want home. Peace. Tranquility. He said, i am giving you my peace. Don't behave like the world. Sunday, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I can't I can't sleep. I said, what's that? I said, I have money that God said I should give to the church. I said, Why is it? He so says, my house. I said, bring it quick. He didn't know what happened on Friday. God was, poom, poom, poom. You see what happens when you trust him? Oh, man. If you don't live a life of faith, you are missing. That's why you see wonders. That's why you see God, a extraordinary performance of divine power. Every day. If I was rejecting, that won't happen. I said, he didn't know what happened on Friday. And they gave me the money. I called the Vicar and said, We have the money to pay your contractors. Tell them to come and all of them. So when they came, I walked in, came in here. i ah, be the contract. Can you come to the office and call them? Pay them, pay them. And I greeted them. Remember Friday, I escaped. But today I have now nah for them. <laughs> so I greeted them, paid them. And then God provided us more money at that time. And I didn't come to you to tell you. I will tell you I will tell him. He will tell me what to do. Can I hear anything? One time, we not getting enough money. I said, Lord, your church is going broke. He said, yep. He said, because you have drawn on your account. You don't have anything remaining. I said, explain to me this drawing on your account. He said, well, why should you get more? All the missionaries that you people are financing, you are giving them the same thing for how many years now, so why should you get more? If you want more, you give the missionaries more. You give more. He said, they're my servants. They're serving me. Some of them eat from this. He said, he have I not blessed this church? I said, Lord, you have. He said, okay. Why should I give you more when you are not saying more? Literally in the Bible. That you get according to what you... Yeah, he say so more into their life. Said, they have families and things. Ah, oh, say yeah, that's true. According to BK, again. thank God for BK. I said, we're increasing all these things. Obika looked at me. I said, Obika we're increasing it. Because he I said, a lot of them. I said, we're increasing it. Oh, we're increasing it. So we increased it. And the money wasn't coming. I went back. I said, Lord, the money is not. He said, there's one more person you have not. You said it, you haven't done it. He said, until you do it, it's not coming. So I went, we did it. The thing opened up again. Why should I talk to you? Are you the supplier? I go to the supplier. Can I hear? Have you ever heard me talk about money? I will talk to you. I go to the person who supplies the need. The Lord, what's going on? You tell me. I have stories about running this church. Stories. Peace. By peace, I what? Give it to you. Operate it. Don't pray it like the word. Don't do The word is always anxious for, because. They bother themselves because they don't know God. Are you following me? Huh? I have 40 more minutes. Can I continue? That's why you came. And then he says uh, in Isaiah 41.10, this is what that peace really means. Fear thou not. Can you say it with me? Say it aloud. Come on. Fear thou not. For I am what? With thee. That's why I said I've given you my peace. I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am what? Thy God. I will number one strengthen thee. Yea. I will number two help thee. Yea. I will number three. Uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. What is he telling you? You are in my hand. That is the summary of all this. Is. You are my responsibility. You are in my hand. I have you. I have written you in the palm of this. I have you covered. So I give you peace. You see, don't be afraid. Because things will happen there. Look afraid. Forget about it. He is greater than everything. If you want to see God really, working, with it. Oh, my God. You miss a lot. You miss a lot. Walking faith. It. It's a God of constant miracle. Constant. You know, my son came to me and said, Daddy, I've seen God bless you. I said, well, the blessing of God is for every child of God. It's for every child of God. Pastor, you don't go on vacation. I say, I'm on vacation all the time, Because I don't bother, bother myself For What God says will happen, will happen. So, I know what will happen. Because he said it already. You know, listening to your mouth, you can know how what is happening to you will end. You don't need a prophet. If I hear you, I will tell you how you are going to end. Because you, you are going to be saying it without knowing. I'm not kidding. If I stay near you and listen to you, I could tell you exactly how that thing will end. And it's not I'm not prophetic anything. It's because I hear you. You are saying we're always saying how things will end without knowing it, because we mostly walk by the senses. The woman with the issue of blood. What did he say? If I touch him, what will happen? Who said how it will end? She or God? If I hang around you, I can tell you how your life is going to go because of what you say. It's very easy to know. Very easy to know. Because out of the abundance of your heart, what will happen? Yeah, what you believe will come. You would not even know. <laughs> you will know. And some people I just look at them go my way because God didn't send me to say anything. I'll just keep quiet. Because you don't go ahead of it. Peace. What did I say? Peace. I got you, man. I got you. And look, I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will hold you with my hand. So why should they be afraid? Why? Tranquility. Jesus died for us to have these privileges. Christ, our peace. Amen? Uh, I'm not hearing big, amen. You know, I'm not going to heal us. I'm not talking about healers because we're talking about healing the longest time. Let me see if I can take one more. Freedom. Yeah, let me take freedom. He set us free from the power of sin, power of Satan, right? from what he did on the cross. The day you came to Christ, you entered into freedom. The day you accepted Christ, you entered into the freedom he provided on the cross. It's on the cross, he messed them all up. On the cross. You know, I was telling telling one of the programs, I said, the greatest move of God is to raise Jesus from the dead. I said, all the miracles Moses did, all those things were physical stuff. And they didn't mean too much to the devil. To all. Didn't bother him. Didn't stagger him around. Man was still bound by sin. Was still bound by Satan. All that moon didn't move. Man was still a slave. And to deal with that, God had to come himself. When Jesus was born, say his name shall be called what? The man. What does it mean? God has come. This one cannot be done through the agency of man. God has to do it himself. That has to be the greatest miracle. The salvation of man. That's where God came and took on the all the powers of evil. All of them. All of them. The kingdom of Satan, power of sin, the world messed them all up. Finish them. Did it on the cross. <laughs> can I hear amen? Ah, can I hear what? The Bible said that the church should know the greatness of the power that raised Christ from the dead. It's the kind of things you should know. So pray that God will open your eyes. That what God did there is incredible. He took on them himself. It's greater than all the miracles of, all the miracles that Elijah did. The devil wasn't faced. <laughs> he still had man bound still they had mamban. They still were ruling over them. Until the champion Jesus came. Took them down. Freedom. So we read some scriptures and I'm done because I have only eight more minutes. Ephesians 1 7. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. See what happened on Good Friday? With the blood of his son, he purchased purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Let's read Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks unto the Father who had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness. And had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2.11. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision. Moses couldn't do this. None of them could do this. Nobody could do this except God. This is why the angels, the Bible said the angels were looking at this. And you know that the Old Testament prophets read your Bible, they were coveting what we have. They wanted it, and God said, "No, it's not for you." What we have, amazing. They walk. It's scriptural. scripture? No? They were coveting this thing. God, we showed They were. They wanted it. <laughs> no, and the Bible said that they can't be perfect without us. We are the sons of God. We are the coveted generation. Can I hear Amen? We are the final full expression of divine person in the human being. We carry God in us. They were covered in it. And the Holy Spirit says, it's not for you. The church is an amazing thing. Don't talk with the church. There's tremendous power with the church. Incredible power in the church, because Jesus lives there. Paul said, when you come to church, say be careful what you do there. He said, the, it's the pillar and what? Pillar and. Pillar and what? Pillar and. It's the ground of. You no, know, pillar and that's pillar and something. I won't tell you, you find it. Of truth. So be careful what you do there. Peter said to Ananias, how did the devil deceive you that didn't recognize that the Holy Spirit is here? The church is not an ordinary thing. You don't mess up in the church. If you do, you pay great price. Praise the Lord. So when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not with by a physical procedure. Christ performed the spiritual circumcision. They cut in a way... Of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with Him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for He forgave all your sins. So when Christ came on the cross, what He achieved is that when you accept Christ, that sinful nature that controls people is cut away. And by that means you are set free from the power of sin. That's what Paul, Paul was saying in our, in our text. Let's go to our text. Our text. He said, Galatians 6, and for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified because he said, God took away the sinful nature that has interest in this world and gave me the nature that has interest in the things of God because of that cross, because of what happened today. He said, and as for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified. And the what's interesting in me has also died. That's where our freedom from sin came. Bible says He destroyed the power of sin. That's where it came from. That. You say, Pastor, but is this really true? it's true because God said that. You need to start believing these things and confessing them, affirming them daily until it gets into your subconscious. Until it becomes part of your thinking process. Until you really, really have it living. The world has to be living in your spirit. You know, I, I confess all, virtually every day. That when I start, it's like just thrown out of me. You have to have a spiritual library. From where the Holy Spirit can put things up. It's the word of God that's stored in you that the Holy Spirit uses. If you are empty, through nothing. You confess, affirm these things. You keep confessing them, you keep affirming them until you are finally, 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 physically, physically dead, but you are alive. Your body will be dead. I'm not kidding. People will do anything to you, you even feel it. Because you are dead, totally dead. You'll be confessing. The more you are saying it, the more it's working. The more you are saying it, the more it's working. The more you are confessing, I'm dead to sin. I have a new nature. Thank you, Lord. For you are feminine, the more it's working. The more you are farming. it, the more it's you look at this, you'll be shocked at yourself. You look at it and say, is, is, that, is this me? Is it really, really me? You know, my wife for showing me this dress. I bought it. Is it good? It's my money. I bought it. So she, was, she said, come, come, let me show you something. The bad day cash they gave her at her job. You need to read them. I'm not making this up. You need to read them. Testimony one of them. Not one, not two, not three. The same. About how somebody's life is changing their spirit. You need to read it. That's what it's all about. Christ in you should be seen, noticed, because he's active. When you talk, they hear him. They do things, they see him. And they start testifying. They won't know that Christ has seen. But Christ is visible. Jesus, the Bible says no one has seen God at any time. But when you love, they will see God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Because Christ is the express image of God. We need to believe this thing. Reckon it to be true. Confess them to be true. And they will be real in your life. Amen. time for Holy Communion. Well, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the word we shared. Pray that Lord, you will walk with it. Let it bear fruit in every hearing. In Jesus' name we pray.